0: Hello, and welcome to I Have a Few Questions About Being a Grown-Up. I'm Annie
1: Middlemist. And I'm Patrice Ciccarelli. We are two coaches helping new adults who are trying to navigate their path.
0: We tackle your questions and offer solutions while building your emotional intelligence along the way. We're here to help.
1: Let's get started.
0: Hi, Patrice. How are you doing? doing really well. How are you, Annie? I am great. I'm uh, really enjoying doing this with you. I love the interview that we released last week. That was so great. I'm getting a lot of feedback about our car accident one. A lot of um, moms in particular are asking me for the document of what to do if we get in a car accident. It's kind of funny like that people don't even really think about you know, okay, I taught you how to drive, I drove with you, I feel yeah. like you have got this, and then what do you do if I'm not there? So that's been really fun. And then um, I've been going through some of our emails of people asking questions who um, don't have time, or they're a little nervous about getting on live with us, but they uh, want to put in a question. This one, I think, is very timely. So this is from Erin, and it's an email, and it says, Dear Annie and Patrice, I love listening to your podcast. I do have some questions. I'm getting ready to go to college. I've done everything I need to do with my packing list, but I'm still having a lot of anxiety about leaving my family and living with people I've never met before. So what advice could you give me? Thanks so much, Erin.
1: Oh, this is a timely question. And having kids around this age, I've been seeing this happen live and... It's just, you know, it's exciting and it's scary and it's not only scary and exciting for obviously the person who's going to college like Aaron, but the parents as well. And it's so interesting because you were saying how much feedback you're getting on the podcast. I'm getting similar feedback. And it's so interesting that the parents are giving me feedback that they like listening as well. So... I've been telling people it's, you know, a podcast for young adults and adults of any age who, you know, have a question about growing up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We're never done growing up. And so
0: like with this question, it's funny you say the parents because I was just talking to a parent earlier and she said, oh yeah, you know, when I took my daughter to school last year, we packed the car with everything she could possibly need and showed up and she had three feet of closet space and a twin bed. And we had to take almost all the stuff back. So Uh. some parents, I think, are processing that by buying things for their kids as if that's Uh. what's going to make them feel better. I don't want them to worry that they don't have enough sheets. So I'll get three sets of sheets. I don't want them to worry, you know, uh, if they get a headache. So I'm going to make sure they have a gallon of Advil. (laughs) Yeah. So I think a lot of parents might be processing by just buying stuff, even though kids know how to get their own things and and they're much more competent than we give credit. But since this is from Erin and not Erin's mom, having anxiety about leaving for school, do you think this is about what mindset you have going in? Do you think it's about self-awareness? Like, I know who I am, but maybe I want to be someone different. What do you think might be going on with some of our new college kids
1: coming? Well, I think first of all, the most obvious one is it's about change, right? Um, Dealing with things are going to be different. They're not going to be sleeping in their bed at home and they don't know really what it's going to be like in the room that they're in. So I think that that's probably the most immediate thing that's happening and coming up for her is Uncertainty of change and trying to live in that gray area, and you fill in the blanks in your head Mm. of what you think it might be. And depending on your mindset, like you were talking about, some people have a tendency to fill in the blanks with all the terrible stuff that could possibly happen, even though that that's not even a reality or probably won't happen. That's just sometimes a default mode for them is. There's a blank there, so I'm going to fill it in with all the bad things that could possibly happen. And then those bad things, your brain starts to think that they're real, so it causes anxiety because that's the story you're telling yourself in your head, and you don't have another story to tell yourself, so you start to get actual reactions to that story that's going on in your head, and it causes you actual physical problems like stress and anxiety and heart palpitations and whatever, whatever your stress trigger is that can happen as a result of filling in the blanks, I think.
0: Yeah. And so let's take, let's take this first one. I'm just thinking of all the things that this change will have, right? What if I don't get along
1: with my roommate? So that's a real problem, but I think going back to your mindset question, if this is about mindset, I think that you need to go into the situation saying, how do I get along with my roommate? Great. What can I do to develop a relationship early with my roommate so that I have a successful year? And some of those things you can do right off the bat are go in with a curious mindset and ask yourself or ask your new roommate about them. Be really curious. So tell me about yourself. Where did you grow up? What was your high school like? People love to talk about themselves. And if you yep. ask them questions, they feel important. And you make them feel important by continuing to ask questions, learning about them. And they will automatically like you even more because you are showing an interest in them. Yes. So I think that that you have to switch the mindset from what if I don't get along with my roommate? Because now you're creating the story in your head of all the possible bad things that this roommate is going to come up with right. to, to, Oh, I'm excited. I get to meet somebody new. What's the best way to get along with them?
0: Yeah. I, I think that's a great way to turn that around to come from a point of curiosity and making a new friend and, and really think about in your current life, how many people do you really not get along with? Right. Now, like most people get along with one another. It's pretty rare when you absolutely can't stand someone. And so chances are you're going to be just fine. And even if you're not best friends together all the time, that mutual respect that you were saying, where we are curious about each other. And, you know, if one's going to go to sleep, you agree to turn off the main light at a certain time or things like that, that you can just... You know, I remember we talked about this before with um, being roommates is asking questions at the beginning of like lifestyle, setting. right? Let's agree yeah. that we take out the trash every other day. We switch off days taking out the trash. Right. Those kind of things ahead of time and having those conversations. But that yeah. was good advice that you gave. Uh, on yeah, my so I want
1: to have that conversation and set expectations before any of those things come become a problem and let people know what's important to you. If it's important that if we're inviting people over that the place isn't a mess, then you need to tell them that. But something you said reminded me of something that you can have a perfectly successful roommate situation and not be best friends. Just because your roommate doesn't look like you or doesn't come from the same background as you doesn't mean you're not going to get along with them. Right? So that's where the curiosity comes into play and, you know, opening your mind to learning about, you know, people who come from different places in the country and from different upbringings. And so having that mindset, but also like, it's okay if you're not best friends. I, my very first roommate in college, I remember, coming in and, and she had come in, like she was from the area and I was from out of the area. And so she had a group of friends and they were all so nice to me and they had already belonged to a a club and, you know, and they invited me to the club, but it wasn't really my thing. So I went one time, but we figured out a way to like get along just fine, but we weren't best friends. Right. I had other friends that I hung out with, but she was messy. (laughs) This is the other thing. This is the thing that I wonder how people deal with this now in college, because I think that they do some stuff to ask you, like, you know, are you messy? Are you clean? Do you want a messy roommate? I think that they survey people now. Yeah. And they do connect
0: on social media or um, kind of a closed circuit social media at the university Yeah, um, to talk with one another, like, what are you bringing What do you like? So they kind of feel like they know each other before they move in together, which is nice.
1: But to the messy and clean thing is sometimes messy people, if they've lived in their own room and haven't had to share a room with somebody, they don't picture themselves as messy. Like they don't identify as a messy person because messy means something different to one person than it does to another person. So you may not be messy in your head, But to somebody who is completely, you know, fastidious and organized and um, everything has its place and everything's clean all the time, somebody who's just a little disorganized can be stressful to that person. So Mm -hmm. that's another thing, again, going back to setting expectations, like how do you like to keep the room? You know, how do I like to keep the room? Because it isn't until you get into that roommate situation that you start to learn, get some self-awareness about yourself and learn how you really are perceived by other people versus how you perceive yourself. Have you ever had someone give you the silent treatment
0: when they're upset about something?
1: Um,
0: yeah. <laughs> and I think I, possibly women may do it more than men. I think, um, boys and men in my experience are, are better at just saying it, getting an argument and getting it over with, but just pointing out that the silent treatment never works. Yeah. It just boils up in your head. Just because it's not coming out of your mouth doesn't mean it's not going through your head. Like you were talking about, it's going to keep you up at night. You're going to get anxious. You're going to be stressed. Let the words come out of your mouth and be honest and not be rude, but be honest. And there's a difference between those two statements.
1: I have a funny story, and this is back when you and I used to work together, so you may have heard this story before. So, I was living in Long Beach at the time, you know, down near the ocean, and I had two roommates, and our apartment didn't have central heat, and it's not terribly cold here, but the wintertime, it gets cold, so we all had space heaters. Mm -hmm. I guess it had central heat, but it didn't have heat that went into the bedrooms, however you know, it was an old building, and so we all had our own space heaters. But the uh, the electricity in the building, if you plugged in too many space heater heaters, it would trip. Right. Trip the um the breaker. Yeah, it would trip the breaker. And so, <laughs> it was pouring rain one night, and we all had our space heaters on, and it tripped the breaker, so the power went out, and we were all there were three bedrooms. We were all in our room. <laughs> And we all just sat there silently, waiting waiting each other out because nobody wanted to go out and flip the breaker. And I can't remember how much time passed, but probably 15 or 20 minutes. And then one of the roommates' door slams open and she storms downstairs. And it was an old building so you could hear everything. And you had to go all the way down this narrow staircase and then out the back, You could hear her back there and it's raining and she flips the breaker and she comes back up and she slams the door (laughs) and goes back in her room. And uh, I can't remember, probably never spoken again after that. But that roommate situation ended up ending not very well, like you know, nobody got along in that situation or there was always two that got along, but not three yeah. of us never got along at the same time. Right. So that um, situation dissolved before long. Yeah,
0: that's a good point. What about, I'm really going to miss my family and my dog?
1: Yeah, that I think is a real thing, but I think that that is the best growth experience at this age that you can go through. This is one of those humps that you have to get over and really prove to yourself that you can do it. Because if you don't figure out how to do it, you'll never do it. I mean, you do it eventually, but you may end up like moving from home into a marriage situation or something like that. And that's not good. You have, there's a lot of learning that goes on with living with people that are not like your family. And I think that, um, it may take a whole semester at first of figuring out how to be on your own, doing your laundry, getting your food, being lonely, being sad, not being in your own bed. And it's like a baby learning to pacify themselves, right? You have to figure out how to do that in a in a productive way, not in an unproductive way, you know. Finding your purpose in your day.
0: Yeah. You know, what am I gonna do with my time and knowing that you're ready for this and your family is always going to be there and they're always going to love you. And you've got this, you know, you'll miss some funny things that happen at home, but you'll have some funny stories to bring back Yeah, to contribute back to the family. You're going to bring more to your family and come on to visit. And I remember there is a really um, strong statistic that the more you go home on the weekends, the more likely you are to drop out. So even though you want to go home and see your family, put it off Stay on campus. Yeah. See what's going on. Live on in the
1: situation. Yes. Yeah. I totally agree. In your community. Yeah. Yeah. Be a part of it. I totally agree. I um a couple things. When we went away to school, we weren't as connected technology-wise back then. So now it's easy to FaceTime your family. I mean, I don't recommend doing that all the time. And but because you need some space so that you can figure out who you are as an adult but there you you realize that you can be connected to them even though you aren't with them right? right and i remember the year i lived in spain we were gone for an entire year and i think i talked to my parents on the phone like every other week for like 10 minutes not very much it was like a year of disconnection and it was hard you learn a lot about yourself and you learn how to deal with things but I remember there were some people who they went home for Christmas and I just thought that was so interesting because it was almost like a break in the matrix. Like we were living in this completely different world and then they went back to their, their normal life for a period of maybe two weeks or something and then came back and, and their experience wasn't the same as the rest of us. Like, I don't know. I can't remember specifically, and I think one of them maybe didn't come back. Anyway, I just thought it was so interesting. Now, oftentimes you go to college, sometimes not too far away from home, but you shouldn't be going home every weekend. You know, learn to live on campus, learn to find things to do, learn to meet people and play games and go out on the lawn and, you know, play touch football or whatever. Yeah. You know, there's there's so much growth and learning that you get by being alone, but don't sit in your room and play video games either the whole time. Cause that, that's also a new thing that wasn't an option before we, we can have a hot pot in our room. (laughs) Nobody had like a full video game set up. Yeah.
0: My son was playing a bunch of video games this past week. He really hasn't been much this summer, but um, we asked him, you know, do you play video games as much as school? And he goes, well, yeah, we weren't allowed to leave our room, remember? Yeah. So even the college sophomores have no idea. They, there wasn't anything going on on campus. They couldn't go to the union. They couldn't go to the gym. So I'm optimistic, cautiously optimistic that they are going to be able to experience more things, even if it's more outdoor things. you know. But we have a whole society of people who went through senior year completely online, and are now going out and meeting teachers face-to-face and people who went all through freshman year online. Yeah. So um, that's natural. But I think, you know, it's probably a lot with our listener, with Aaron. there's a lot of change. And I think you really hit the nail on the head is it's about change and change causes anxiety. And in research, we're seeing about anxiety that the higher your anxiety gets, the lower your empathy gets. Mm
1: -hmm. So you're
0: not relating to people the way you usually would. So take some time to find what lowers your anxiety. And in talking to a lot of people about how they cope with anxiety, it's a lot. Music is number one. Mm -hmm. Exercise is number two. Connecting with nature, there's a lot of information about that.
1: I think one... Obviously, one thing that's been a big difference is the pandemic, right? So I was just talking to a friend of mine whose kid is going into his sophomore year and he goes to school in a different state. And he was there for the second half of his freshman year, but it was they were in their room the whole time, right? So Mm -hmm. he didn't Mm -hmm. get to meet anybody. And so now he almost has more anxiety than the freshman because he feels like, he should know what these experiences are like. He should mm. know, you know, where the classrooms are or right, um, how to check into the gym, how yeah, to get he doesn't know. your food. I mean, no, he, everything's yeah.
0: going to be a little different. Yeah.
1: And so this week she was taking him up there and she's like, he's so stressed out. He's like, worried about all this stuff and that I'm not going to be there when he has to figure out Ooh. on Monday where to go. And and what to do, and he feels like he should already know because he's a sophomore, and he was already on campus, but it's not the same, so, and she tried to tell him, there's a whole class of sophomores who are in the same exact situation as you. You have to realize you're not the only one. (laughs) Everybody's in the same situation, and I'm sure the colleges have been thinking about this, and how to integrate both the freshman and sophomore class into college life so that they right. can get that and have experience. Them feel welcome because if they want to keep it for 4 years they're going to have to make them feel welcome
0: and get them involved everything is figure outable every single thing that comes at you in life there's a way to work around it you may not be able to totally solve a problem but you can deal with a problem Right. and so empowering yourself with that okay everything is figure outable let's figure this out Right.
1: And, and ask for help. Ask for help. And then when you do figure out what's going on and how to solve the problem, you need to look back at that and give yourself credit for doing that, you yeah, know, yeah. because pat yourself on the back, pat yourself on the back, because I'll hear my son in there playing saxophone. and He'll get so frustrated because, you know, he doesn't have it perfect or he doesn't know the song quite right. And he gets, he's like, I'm never going to learn it. And then, you know, a week later, he's memorized the whole first movement. (laughs) And it's like, okay, let's look back. Remember last week when you were so frustrated and you didn't think you were ever going to figure it out. And once you practiced and just kept doing it and doing it, you figured it out. So you got to give yourself credit. And it's the realizing that I did figure it out and the self-awareness that, okay, I did have that frustrated feeling, but now I don't have that frustrated feeling. And so I figured it out. So next time I get that frustrated feeling, I need to remember that what did I do or how did I feel when I got on the other end? Because you will get to the other end of it.
0: I agree. That's great advice. I have a feeling that even though Aaron's the one who wrote the question, there's a lot of people who will be listening to this episode in the next week or so who are packing their stuff. Don't take too much stuff. It's not like you're going to a desert Island. Even if you are, you'll figure it out and just know your parents, you know, your family and old friends, they're, they're growing too. Yeah. And, and um, you all deserve to grow and then come back and look at all the different changes and stories and adventures you'll have to share with your family and I love the curiosity mindset. There was a whole speech that Ted Lasso, my new favorite person in the world, um, he did a whole speech on his show about winning the dart game and saying, if you had asked me, if you had been curious, you would have known that I grew up playing darts. But you didn't right. ask. Yeah. I've lived my life being curious. And that's why I've had such a wonderful life is I see life as an opportunity to learn. Right. And be curious. And I think that's just a great, I might need to make myself a Ted Lasso t-shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's just great advice. Yeah. So um, yeah. yeah, I think and, bottom line, curiosity and change.
1: Yeah. And, and Aaron, um, don't be afraid to get on, on YouTube and, and look for some videos of dorm life in the school that you're going into. And the specifically the dorm, because there's some pretty funny videos out there of kids who have just moved into the dorms or moved in last year and want to show you their space and what they brought and what they've learned about how they move their furniture around. And there's a video for almost every dorm building that is out there. Great advice. I remember watching that as
0: well. Um, And it was, it was girls and, having boys, I was really glad that I didn't have to bring 90% of what the girls were bringing to decorate their rooms. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And
1: there's always a Walmart nearby. So bring less and then get set up when you figure out what you need. And get what you need and get what fits. Yeah.
0: Of course. Of course. All right. Thank you so much for your time. I think this was really fun today talking about this and, um, I'm looking forward to next week.
1: Yeah. Good luck, Erin. Tell us how it goes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, keep in touch with us. Thanks. Right. If you have a few questions about being a grown up or would like to be a guest on our show, you can reach us at I Have A Few Questions Podcast on Instagram and I Have A Few Questions Podcast at Gmail. Reach us either way. We would love to hear from you and take your questions or maybe even meet you in person.
1: And if you enjoyed listening, Leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and write us a review. It would mean the world to us.
0: We always love having subscribers
1: and making new friends.